It's not the government, the church, or even our schools. The home is the actual foundation of all societies, and it is steadily deteriorating. Do you realize how valuable your home is? Are you willing to do the homework required to be an influencer, a home influencer? Welcome to Homework with Kim. I'm Kimona Ferguson, and together we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls and in our families in order to fulfill our God-given assignments. Just look around, you see it. We have some homework to do, so let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Homework with Kim. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Kim. And on this, the seventh episode, I am so happy that you have chosen once again to lend me your ear. Here we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls to ensure that at the end of a long, hard day, when our heads hit the pillow, we can truly declare home, sweet home. I want to say special thank you to those of you who take the time each week to listen to the podcast and to give me your feedback. I don't take for granted this great privilege you have given me to borrow your ear for just a few moments. I really can't say thank you enough, but let me slip in one more. Thank you so much. I invite you to share this podcast and to invite others, your friends, your family members to listen as well. Today, I want us to talk a bit about something that I believe we have all had to deal with at some point. As Jamaicans, we may have had to deal with this possibly at many points, unfortunately. And when we encounter anything different, we literally want to write home about it because, regrettably, it is usually the exception rather than the rule. I'm referring to service. Good service, bad service in this instance, awful service sometimes, zero service. I grew up in a small district in Jamaica called Mavis Bank, located in the cool hills of East Rural St. Andrew. And when we would come from school in the evenings, we would sometimes stop by my grandmother who, as the sun would be setting, she would be preparing to put her pot on the fire and she would write on a small piece of paper and give it to us to go to the shop. We would walk a short distance to the shop and occasionally when we entered, we would sometimes see nobody on the other side of the counter. However, we were aware that someone had to be inside. So what would we call out? Every Jamaican country picnic would know this. What would we say? Say it with me. Serve. You may also remember that most times one serve wouldn't do. You'd likely have to shout serve at least three times. The first one would be serve. 
that was followed by a period. Then, serve, that one was followed by a question mark. And the last serve would be, serve, that one, you know, is followed by an exclamation point. And usually by the third serve, you'd see the shopkeeper emerging from the back and you'd slip them the list of what you came to purchase. And if you didn't have it written down, it would be at that point you would now try to see what was left of your memorization of the list and hope you left nothing off. It's likely that if you had gone in there and you'd shout at least three serves, if you didn't get a response, you'd just leave. So no matter how fully stocked that business or that shop was, its items were useless to you if there was no one there to serve. When you are an adult and a consumer or potential customer, you could walk into a business that offers a service and be welcomed with a confusing level of service. To make sure you entered the correct building, you might even need to step back outside and check the sign again, possibly questioning whether or not you're at a genuine place of business or is it that you pop up at somebody's yard to disturb them at some unseemly hours and that is why you are meted with the response that you are now getting. Follow me here, please, since I'm sure we can all agree that we hate receiving bad customer service ourselves. Isn't that true? On this episode, I want us to consider, friends, the services we offer in the context of our homes and families and the work we need to do within the four walls of our homes in order to learn to serve one another. We are to serve one another, starting with those closest to us. And this is the guiding principle that we will be operating on for this episode of the podcast. Galatians 5 verse 14, and that is from the Bible, says, For the entire law, referring to the law of God, is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. We typically want to be the ones being served, so I know it can be difficult for us to picture ourselves as the help. But I think there are far more benefits to us living a life where we consciously seek to serve others, to serve our family. Yes, we were born selfish. No matter what you want to say, we all naturally have a tendency to think selfishly. I know for me, when I first wake up in the morning, kimona comes to mind. How am I feeling? What do I hope to achieve? Even though I love my husband and I love my daughter, my thoughts typically begin with me. And if I don't consciously shift them, they will remain me-centered. But I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I have my doubts. Because God wrote the second command, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Spin it any way you want to, it's going to read the same. So, as you love yourself, so should you love your neighbor. This God-established standard has made it really impossible for us to fall short by teaching us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we are already extremely good at loving and taking care of ourselves. 
we all want what's best for us. The realization that we should not wait till we feel loved and feel served and feel satisfied before we start to love and serve our family comes from that principle of loving our neighbor as ourselves. Self-love does not need to be saved up until we feel we have an excess to share with our neighbors, with our family members. It's crystal clear in this commandment, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Nothing more, nothing less. And again, 1 Corinthians 10.24 says, No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. We are being called to apply this principle in serving our families. And if you're like me, you believe that you should always be the recipients of good service, good customer service. And I am not the type to bite my tongue when I don't get good service. I am not the type to let it slide. So I want us for this episode to compare some of the characteristics of bad customer service that we are sometimes on the receiving end of to help us see how we can avoid doing the same things, making the same mistakes, the same things that we do not like to receive. How can we avoid doing the same things in our family and family relationships? Number one, one of the worst things that can happen to us as customers or potential customers is when our service requests are ignored or disregarded. The worst customer service error that many businesses commit is totally dismissing service inquiries. And there is a report according to the Customer Care Benchmark that 62% of businesses ignored a customer service request. Additionally, 90% of companies failed to acknowledge or let customers know that their emails had been received. No, I said it before. That is on the business end. But on the family end, can we too be guilty of ignoring and disregarding service requests from our family members? It may sound something like, I want to spend more time with you. I want more affection. I want you to listen more. I want us to go out some more together. I want you to play with me more. You name it. Those are service Requests. Let's let our family members know that we acknowledge receipt of what they are requesting. When we ignore these requests, we too end up making the same customer service mistakes, except the effect is far greater when we fail to respond to the requests of those we love and care about. Number two, not resolving issues. Another significant source of frustration for me as a customer is when I have a service issue and it is not fixed when I initially contact that company or let me cannot be fixed at all. According to the Northridge Group State of Customer Service Experience Survey, roughly 1 in 10 customers said their issues was never handled, a very serious mistake to make. 
Again, let's apply this in the context of our families. We should aim to help those close to us within our family relationships to resolve the issues they are having. The same frustration that we experience as customers when we have a service issue and we make a report about it and it is not handled, it is not fixed, the same discomfort and the same aggravation it causes us, we can multiply that and understand the impact of it on those in our family. We should aim to help those around us resolve issues. Thirdly, let's talk about long wait times. If you're Jamaican, you go into an establishment and we in the line three minutes and our first question is, wait, nobody don't work here. When we have to wait for lengthy periods, we don't like to be placed on hold for long periods and we don't like to stand in line for long periods. According to the Genesis State of Customer Experience study, almost half of consumers are willing to wait on hold for between one and three minutes. 30% of people are willing to wait three to five minutes. Less than 10% of people are willing to wait longer than five minutes. Lengthy wait times, friends, for our family members and our families is certainly usually a lot longer than minutes. We frequently take for granted that our family members are there and they can wait. But we should think about the message we are conveying when we keep individuals who are dear to us waiting and waiting unnecessarily, whether it be by way of an unfulfilled promise or something we are still working to settle or just waiting on us to discuss a problem and get to a resolution. We are saying to them, they do not take precedence. Let's do the homework to avoid having our family members waiting on us as if they're waiting in line and on the receiving end of horrible service from us. What about poor knowledge? What do I mean by poor knowledge? Have you ever been to an establishment and have to explain or ask someone who is poorly informed? They work there, their staff there but they are poorly informed. You call the bank and you have uninformed customer support representatives. It's a major source of annoyance for customers. Microsoft found that customers found a representative's ignorance to be the most annoying component of customer service. Because we believe you should know enough about your organization and or the service you provide to give a satisfactory response. And if you don't know, then you should say, I will go and get the information and get back to you. But it is bad customer service when you are part of a team and you are absolutely clueless or have little to no knowledge about what is going on. Friends, in the same way, we can have poor knowledge about those things that concern family matters. Those things which impact our family members. We have to be willing to, like any good employee, invest the time and that which is necessary to learn what we need to learn in order to be of help and support to our family and family members. This last one, lack of manners and etiquette. 
oh my, this transcends every stage, every area in life, every situation. One unpleasant experience we know with any kind of customer service representative that exhibits some kind of inappropriate behavior or poor manners or an unfriendly attitude will lead to unsatisfactory client experiences. Another great mistake that businesses make, and according to a new voice media report, it is when staff members are unfriendly or unhelpful, this then causes 42% of consumers to stop supporting that brand. That is a huge loss. And if we were to look at it in the context of our families... Some of us have the worst manners and etiquette when it comes to handling our family and family members. The outside world may get a pleasant persona, but sometimes those within the four walls of our homes get the complete opposite. Lack of manners and etiquette, especially when handling problems. Again, it's taking for granted that we do not need to serve with excellence those in our family. We would have rather lowered the standard for those closest to us than raise it. Friends, I invite us to work on that. Just as businesses are affected by poor customer service that can ultimately lead to its customers switching to their competitors, our families run the danger as well of suffering great losses when we do not serve our family members the way God has called us to serve. That is, we love them as we love ourselves. We esteem them above ourselves. We look at the service that we are providing as mothers, wives, fathers, uncles, husbands, sisters, brothers, grandparents. We are looking at the service we're providing as one that calls for the highest standard of excellence. Let us imagine that the success of the organization, of the institution that is the family, depends greatly on the service that those who are closest to us received. And let us pride ourselves as being the best service agents you know you go into some establishment and you see a photo on the wall a plaque on the wall and it says employee of the month staff of the year i want to render service of such quality to my family members as though i am working for an actual prize actual recognition because that is what we are called to do it's part of our homework i encourage you as i encourage myself Let's raise the standard of service because we are here to help. We are here to help each other. We are here to serve each other. We are here to serve our families, serve our communities well. We are here to help. Thank you so much for joining me. For those who have stuck around until this point of the episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. I invite you to follow me on social media at Homework with Kim and also to follow at Skymona. Please share this episode, share the link, invite someone to listen, 
make a social media post, I would be most grateful. Your encouragement is truly motivational to me along with my own passion for what I usually discuss here. Certainly hearing your feedback adds some oomph to my step. Thank you again. Many blessings and have a great weekend. speaking how may i assist you oh yeah good afternoon this is risk speaking how may i be oh yeah uh, i want to waive my credit card annual fee ah uh, there will be the credit card customer service department uh. this is the technical department but don't worry i will patch you through uh hello yeah I want to change the name of the flight ticket booked by my friend who wants to transfer the ticket to me. Booking number 12345. Uh, I can see this ticket is booked under the name Christian Lee. Sir, I can only make the name change if Miss Lee gives the consent. Uh, okay. She's right beside me. So, Miss Lee is there with you? Uh, yeah. Could you ask Miss Lee if she would like to give her consent for the name change? Uh, Okay, hold on. Uh, she said okay. Lovely. I will make the name change right away. Okay, thank you. Hello, customer service. How can I help you? Hello? Hello, customer service. Hello, are you there? number, date of birth, address, intended travel dates. Ah, uh, sure. It's uh, 129. July 15th to 1st of August. Madam, I'll have to transfer you to my colleague who is handling your account. Could you hold? Okay. Hello, Miss Lee. This is Amelia. And you have a problem with your policy, am I right? Yes. Okay, could you give me the following information? Your account number, name, IC number, date of birth, address, and your intended travel dates? Uh, I already... Uh, okay, it's 129... July 15th to 1st of August. Thank you for your details, ma'am. Please give me a moment. Uh-huh. Ma'am, I do not have the clearance to make the modification as required by you. But not to worry, I'm transferring you to my supervisor, Mr. Tan, right now. I want to change the date of my policy because I accidentally put the wrong date during the purchase. Okay, not to worry ma'am. Before I could take a look at your policy, could you give me your following information? Your account number, name, IC number, date of birth, address, intended travel dates. One, two, nine, nine. Um, do you speak English? Yes, this is Taobao Uh, I want to check my order. No problem, order number. Um, 7787268 uh, 5-day warehouse shipped to your address Then, is it shipped or not shipped? I'm going to tell you, order number 7787268 L We warehouse 5-day ship your address So, is it shipped? Thank you for calling, Shugan Ma'am, can I have your name please? Uh, yeah, it's Chrisanne Lee Jiangjia Crystal Lee 
No, 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 uh, it's Chrysan, not Crystal. Chrysan. No, it's C-H-R-Y-S-A-N, Chrysan. Gotcha, my apologies. So it's um, Christine Lee Jing. It's Chrysan Lee Jiang Jia. So it's Chrysan Lee Jing Jing. It's Chrysan Lee Jiang Jia. Chrysan Lee De Yi. It's Chrysan Lee Jiang Jia. Chrysan Lee Bing Ting. It's Chrysan Lee Jiang Jia. Give me a second, ma'am. Let me pull the record for you. Sure. Hello? Yes, I'm still here, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, just checking if you're there. Hi, hello? Yeah, I'm still here, ma'am. Sorry. For English, press 1. 讲华语,请按二. For technical support, press 1. Bills and payment, press 2. New subscription, press 3. For broadband technical support, press 1. Mobile service, press 2. Okay, my name is Jason. J for Java, A for Apple, S for Sam, O for OK, and uh, N for Nice. Got it. Let me repeat. J for Japan, A for America, S for Sydney, O for Orlando, and N for Netherlands. Yes, correct. Thank you, sir. Software support, press 2. For Apple products, press 1. Samsung product, press 2. Huawei products, press 3. LG Products, press 29. Sorry, the input was invalid. For Apple Products, press 1. Samsung Product, press 2.